0: Howdy friend. Welcome to Homegrown. I'm your host R.P. Smith. The ice bucket challenge has been generating a lot of attention on the social media source Facebook. A person videotapes themselves being doused with a bucket of cold water and challenges someone else to do the same within 24 hours or make a donation to ALS research. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. According to the ALS Association website, it is estimated that 30,000 Americans have this disease at any given time. That really isn't a lot of folks, and that's why the attention being given to raising money for research by the Ice Bucket Challenge is so greatly appreciated by those who are affected. ALS affects the transmitters in the brain that tell the nonvoluntary muscles what to do. Nonvoluntary muscles are pretty much everything except the heart and the digestive system. As the transmitters in the brain shut down and scar over, the muscles no longer receive the nourishment and cease to function. The ALS website says that approximately 15 new cases are diagnosed daily in the United States. Now let's imagine what one of those newly diagnosed cases would be facing. Suppose you're a rancher with a 2,000 acre holding and every day you would have one less acre that you could get to. In just under five and a half years your range would be down to one acre. This is a pretty poor example how this devastating disease works. Every day there's less that you are able to do. Eventually you're trapped in your own body, totally paralyzed, the only thing not affected being your mind. So why is ALS the subject of homegrown this morning? My my brother-in-law, Doug Huff, was diagnosed with ALS a couple of years ago. His range is being drawn up pretty fast. He'd asked me to come down with my Tonka truck, his name for my ranch adapted 5-ton military vehicle, and help him and my son Wyatt put in a little fence. The ice bucket challenge has made me aware that I need to move this project up my priority list. I've not taken the ice bucket challenge yet but I intend to. First I have a few post holes to dig. If you'd like to help tamp some posts let me know. If you'd like to get involved with helping raise funds for research and support for those battling ALS, the Walk to Defeat ALS is being held in Kearney on September 7th at Yanni Park at 1 o'clock. Doug's Hunters for a Cure team would be glad to have you aboard. Doug wasn't able to go on our family camping trip this week but I'd like to share a poem inspired by the first camping trip he took me on that I call Pronghorn Promenade. We were hunting pronghorn near the border. That day was made to order myself and two in-laws, both named Doug. With fair shooting and some good luck they'd partnered on a nice buck, and when asked if I could pack it I didn't shrug. For you see my horse was seasoned and as much as I had reasoned I had hauled a loper in just one day past. But my thinking had a flaw, and this I too soon saw. Doing something once is not a lesson that will last. The plan it was to straddle that carcass cross my saddle, thread him with the swells, and then secure him tight. And I'm sitting in the seat with the mission near complete, when my pony sidestepped and launched us into flight. That goat's head on the fly nearly caught Doug in the eye. It was a moment I won't soon forget. The horn hit my mare's nose hard. She blew snot about a yard. and. Then my pony did a pirouette. Loper hooked her fore and hooked her aft. If it was funny no one laughed, but I thought I heard a mournful cry to warn. We were doing a version of western swing when in my ear a voice did ring, pay be careful not to break a horn. I had some reservation about the trophy's Preservation survival now was foremost on my mind. I knew if I was to fall I'd lose saddle, horse and all, and I was looking for a way out of a bind. I kept my tongue it just made sense to choose my final utterance, for to my heavenly home I feared I'd go. At the time I did realize I'd best not need apologize, what could have been my final words was simply Whoa We were at least halfway to the pearly gate as that mare continued to agitate, a twist and and mass of hide and fury. A lifetime of learnin' and a moment applied, I needed it all to make the ride There was no time for planning or for worry. Deep in the seat I sank, the horn hit my pony's flank. I thought of my wife and a baby on the way, using instinct to survive. I was glad to be alive, and that moment I knew I was on to stay. Then something flipped a switch. That mare planted, quivered and twitched. Loper hooked her one more time and came to rest. I quickly got the head secured. The only sound that could be heard was the demon beating tom-toms in my chest. My face split in a grin, for I had been allowed to win. I'd stared the reaper in the eye, and he had flinched, and with a certain air of pride we continued on our ride. My in-laws' admiration I had clinched. The sad ending I'll confess. Relates are sure tough to impress. I had made the ride of my life, I could have swore. A two-bit ride they rated mine scored my mount at twenty-nine for a total of a measly fifty-four. My story's moral you'll find true, perspective shapes your point of view. That's why the stories ain't all told the same, and those bugs flyin' round the campfires glow. Well I'm sure they think they know the feelings of the moth that just landed in the flame. Thanks for ridin' along on homegrown this morning. Hopin' the Lord blesses you real good today, that he's raining on your place And that our happy trails cross again soon. I'm R.P. Smith.